So you are part of that seven billion plus, aren't you? Which means that you have God's grace and you have his mercy and you have his peace because he so loved you. We're going to look at the Old Testament lesson for today. I'd like to just lift up verse 1 of Genesis chapter 12. The Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength, our, our redeemer, our rock, our savior. Amen. There's a question which I believe today's Old Testament lesson about this man named Abraham puts in front of each one of us. Now, perhaps this is a question you have never asked yourself during your life. Then again, maybe this is a question you've asked quite often. Perhaps maybe you even ask it of yourself daily. Now, before I put the question to you, it would be good for us to note that this question is a question that Abraham probably never asked once during the first 75 years of his life. In the same manner, in the same token, I believe that he probably asked this question every day for the last 100 years of his life. We should also note this. The end result of the question that Abraham asked and how God answered that question. The end result of that was a blessing for many people, including us. So what's the question? It's a simple question. What is God asking me to do today? Have you ever asked yourself that question? If your answer is never, then I would encourage you not to let another day of your life go by without asking that question. And if you've asked that question a time or two, I would encourage you, that is a great question to ask every day that God gives you life. What is God asking me to do today? It's pretty clear as to what God was asking Abraham to do, the Lord said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. That was a, a huge ask, wasn't it? Well, don't be frightened off by what God asked Abraham to do, okay? I mean, God doesn't always ask you to just up and go someplace and they'll tell you later where it is that he wants you to go. I mean, he might do that. But I think much of the time, what God does is he comes and he asks us to do something which involves us staying put, right where we are in our everyday life and situation. However, lest we get to be tempted to think that God will never ask us to do something as huge as he asked Abraham to do, we also need to recognize and acknowledge this, that 
while whatever it is that God is asking you to do, it, it may not be to the extent that you are to pack up everything and move someplace and, oh yeah, by the way, I'll tell you where you're going a little later on when you finally get there. This much will always be true, that whatever it is that God is asking of you to do, it will require faith on your part that God knows what he's doing and he will provide you with what you need in order to do what he is asking you to do. Now certainly what God was asking Abraham to do re required faith, didn't it? I mean, after all, God told him to go. But he didn't tell him where he was going. That was something only God knew. God's exact words were, go to the land I will show you. And lo and behold, Abraham went from Hebrews. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Kind of sounds like a typical guy, in a way. We never will admit that we're lost, right? Guys, we always know where we're going. Abraham did not know where he was going. So, not as to put Abraham up on some sort of pedestal as being capable of doing something that none of us could do. I mean, after all, the words I just read from Hebrews chapter 11, that is the, that is the hall of fame of faith, the heroes of faith. Let me just assure you of this. If you had been living back then, you would have been just as capable of not only hearing God, but listening to God and obeying God and moving to wherever it was that God was telling you to go. Now, how can that be true? Well, what starts by looking at, at like two reasons as to why this could be true really just boils down to one reason why this could be true, that what Abraham did, we could do. I mean, we might think that somehow Abraham's character had something to do with this, that God asked Abraham to do this because Abraham was a, a great person. He, he could shape history. He, he, he would touch lives. He had the right stuff that God knew he had, he had the leadership abilities that were needed and he had the integrity that was needed. And so in view of all that Abraham brought to the table, yeah, that's why God chose him, so we might think. But all you've got to do is open up your Bible to Genesis chapter 12 and read three verses beyond today's Old Testament lesson where it ended. And what you'll see there, well, it, what you see there is Abraham warts and all. And what you'll see there is a torpedo which sinks any ship that thinks that God picked on Abraham because Abraham was such 
such a quality person. Because what you'll see there is Abraham lacking integrity, Abraham lacking courage, Abraham lacking honesty, Abraham telling his wife that she should lie about being his wife, and instead that just his sister. So that the people in Egypt, in gazing upon this beautiful woman, Sarah, wouldn't up and kill Abram in order to get his wife. So much for God choosing Abram because he's such a quality man, such an upright man, such a, oh, just, just the right guy. No, Abraham was pretty ordinary. And Abraham was pretty sinful, just like you and me. So what might have looked like two possible reasons for God choosing Abraham really boils down to one. A, a reason which is the basis for you and me to believe that one, God will ask us to do something. And two, we can do what he's asking us to do. Here's the reason. It's because God can take ordinary people like Abraham and not only ask us to do something special, which will in turn bless others, but also he is then able us to do what he's asking us to do through the power of his promises. You see, it is the power of the promise that God gives when he asks us to do something. The, the promise here was, I will show you and I will make you a blessing to many nations. That promise gives us the faith that we need to do what God is asking us to do. The faith that we need so that we can be obedient and do what he wants us to do. Here's the best act, example of this truth. And to get at this truth, let me ask you another very basic question. What makes you able to go to heaven when you die? Now, common thinking might suggest that there are two reasons as to how we can go to heaven when we die. One is that we've lived a good life. And the second, well, let's deal with the first one first. Is it really true that there are two reasons why we can go to heaven and that one of those two reasons is because we have been good enough people and lived basically good lives? And the answer to that is no. No. A thousand times no. From today's Old New Testament lesson. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, discovered in this matter? If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Today's gospel lesson says it even more clearly. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that 
whoever, what's the word? Believes. Whoever believes has everlasting life. There's only one reason why. Only one reason why you and I will go to heaven when we die. And the reason is Jesus. Because it is God's promise for all who believe that they will be forgiven, that they will be given victory over death, that they will be given eternal life, that they will live forever. That promise in Jesus is what creates and enables us to do what God is asking us to do. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Actually, that is the first and most important thing that God is asking us to do, isn't it? Do you believe that God sent Jesus to be your Savior? Do you believe that Jesus lived a perfect life for you, the life you couldn't? That he died an innocent death in your behalf? And that he rose again on the third day so that you could have everlasting life. Doesn't his grace, doesn't his promise, doesn't that enable you and me to say, yes, I do believe. You know, unbeknownst to him, such a confession of faith of Jesus that has taken place in our hearts again now is exactly the end result of the special thing that God asked Abraham to do. Abraham kind of serves as a poster child for the grace of God and that we are saved by faith in Jesus alone. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. In that way, God used Abraham and what he asked of Abraham to do to be a blessing to us. It happened just as God said through Abraham, the righteousness of God through faith now is clearly seen by us as well. We know it's only by believing in Jesus that we have everlasting life. Now, a lot has changed since God talked to Abraham and since God asked him to go and gave him this promise. And yet, this much has not changed. God still asks us to go. And when he asks us, it, it's an ask that requires faith in his promises. And he still gives us promises to go on. What is God asking you to do that requires faith? Is he asking you to endure suffering? 
Is he asking you to witness to someone concerning Jesus who you know right now does not have faith in Jesus? That can be a fairly imposing thing to be asked to do, can't it? Is he asking you to forgive someone who has not come back to you and asked for your forgiveness? But is he nonetheless still asking you to forgive that person? Or is he asking you to do an everyday task, to be a Christian husband, to be a Christian wife, to be a Christian parent? Each of those tasks requires faith, doesn't it? We'll need to believe that God must do something and that he will do something if we're going to make it happen, if it's going to happen in our lives. Otherwise, he wouldn't have asked. Believing that, the Apostle Paul wrote this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Don't ever stop believing that. And in light of that assurance, in faith, every morning when you wake up, during the course of the day, ask the question, God, what do you want me to do today? What are you asking me to do? And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.